6th of December 2019, Friday, 1.59pm. My name is James and this is Weird But Wonderful. Welcome, welcome back. It's your weekly dose of weirdness and exploration into the minds of strange people doing strange things. On this show, we cover everything from psychology journals and peer-reviewed studies to ridiculous news stories, all in the pursuit of trying to understand what makes people tick. Why do they do what they do? How do they justify it? Because sometimes people do some crazy shit. But before we jump into this episode, I want to say a very special thank you to the supporters on Patreon. If you're not yet a subscriber, head over to patreon.com forward slash weird but wonderful. Check out the tiers, get your hands on some extra goodies and become a supporter of the show today. Now, speaking of weird people doing weird shit, special thank you to Adam for sending in this story. Farmers in Russia have apparently been experimenting with virtual reality goggles as a tool to relax cows and increase milk production. I'll level with you. It's 2019. I have... Tail end of 2019. I have never experienced VR yet. Not even the Google cardboard shit where you slot your phone in and do whatever the fuck. Haven't done it. I'm VRless. So when I read an article that cows in Russia are experiencing the the digital delights, the digital delights of VR are miffed. I'll level with you, I'm miffed. I haven't experienced VR. Here I am, fucking 2019, James, 30 years old, dipshit in Brisbane, uh, only ever experienced the meat realm. Cool. Oh, what's that? Cows in Russia are fucking getting digital delights piped into their brain. Awesome. It, it's ridiculous that I haven't experienced VR at this point, even accidentally. Sets of virtual reality goggles modified for the shape of cow heads and displaying a unique summer field simulation program were placed on multiple bovines, according to a press release from the Ministry of Agriculture and Food in the Moscow region. Here at Techly, we're working on the big problems, and that's reshaping VR helmets to fit cow heads. Okay. Could, could we give these animals a better existence? Absolutely not. What are you, a fucking idiot? Oh, I'm just going to put them in a field somewhere, am I? Are you good, dog? Um, It's 2019. They will be in a metal and cement hellscape. But, tech them up. Ah, you're in a luscious field. You're in a luscious field. Should we actually fix the problem? No, no. Let's make them think we fixed the problem. Is this how the Matrix starts? This is how the Matrix starts, isn't it? Where people are like, ah, this fucking sucks. Pipe me into something better. Because really, your perception of reality is reality. So, oh no, that's... Okay, now we're getting into some scary... We're getting into some Matrix-level shit now. We'll look back at this and we'll go, ah, that's that's when it, it all started to go downhill. And that's why I'm piped into this pod now. And I'm juiced into a digital realm. Oh, it could be kind of nice. The VR glasses led to a notable decrease in anxiety and an increase in the overall emotional mood of the herd, according to the press release provided by Storyful. The program was reportedly developed on the basis of an analysis by Wageningen University and research in the Netherlands, which conducted which concluded that environmental conditions can significantly impact cattle health and the quality of milk. Should we address, um, maybe address any of sort of the core... Absolute... Stop. Stop 
talking about trying to resolve the core issue. Band-Aid! It's 2019! Put a digital Band-Aid on it! And stop talking about it. Because the more you talk about it, the more you're bringing it to light. Alright? The actual impact on milk production has yet to be fully revealed, but will be subject... Uh, but will be the subject of a future study. So they're like, if you're less sad, do you secrete more? Developers intend to scale the project and modernize the domestic sphere of dairy production. Let's face it, I think someone watched The Matrix and they thought, well, yeah, what if we put cows essentially, what if we stack them? <laughs> we put them what if we put them on very much like uh, those, I don't know if they're exclusive to Japan, but I've just seen them a lot in things related to Japan where um, the parking garages, it might be a small space, but you can drive the car in and then it sort of lifts it up onto a rack and then you can stack like 10 cars high. You know, I think someone watched the matrix and thought, well, I've only got a little space to get my cow stuff on. So what if I stack them 10 high, right? Um, and then we just put some some goggles on them, make them think that they're not in a hellscape, and then that way, more tit liquid. You know? That's the formula. Stacked cow over time plus VR equals increased tit liquid. Very scientific on this podcast. Very mathematical. You're welcome. It may be small scale, but these trials raise some profound questions about the likely function of VR, particularly when it becomes a more widespread technology. In this case, VR is essentially being used to distract attention away from a harsh environment to trick the cows into thinking that they're standing in a nice warm field when in actual fact, they aren't. There's a danger that VR will be used on people to much the same purpose. I, th- Yeah, and... Kind of, so it should be, you know, at least like, don't fucking, don't, don't tell me that I can't, you know what I mean? If I want to, hey, if I want to pull the wool over my own eyes, I should be allowed to do that. At a time of environmental breakdown, of increasing authoritarianism and growing inequality, there's a risk that VR could become a seductive distraction. Instead of protesting about social ills and trying to solve them, we may instead find ourselves increasingly turning to our VR headsets to play the latest VR games or to lose ourselves in virtual environments and social networks, simply because it's easier and more pleasurable. I feel like there's always going to be people who are diehard I mean, look at the, look at the, um, what's it called? The, the climate, uh, I forget what they're called, that they have a particular name, but those climate activists who, um, I think it happened in other cities as well, but it happened here in Brisbane where people were super gluing themselves to the road. Um, there was another one where people were like putting their hand like in a drum, like in a metal drum and then tying their hands together inside the metal drum so that and then sitting in the middle of the road so that the like they had to come open the metal drum then undo their hands to take them away like i feel i feel like there's always going to be people who care about sh- i mean look at the the sea shepherd people who are literally putting their lives at risk fighting japanese whalers you know i just i feel like there's always going to be people who give a shit you know, I hope, I sincerely hope that there are, that there will always be people who give a shit about whatever cause it is that they're 
championing or you know or environmental issues or whatever you you hope <laughs> you hope that there will always be people who care and who aren't like just like ah fuck it peace out everyone i'm doing life 24 7 in the digiverse you know but this is i mean like let's face it this this is the point in time we're going to look back on in the future like in the future when the robots take over we'll look back to now with all the work we're doing on ai and they'll go well obviously that was it and then obviously boston dynamics that company will be heavily to blame ai will probably be google's fault um the robot issue that's going to be boston dynamics and then obviously the VR problem when we all, because eventually the robots, again, you see in the Matrix, they take over, they start to use us as energy juice. You know, we can look back at these Russian VR farmers and go, well, and that was your fault. All of these, the pieces of the Matrix puzzle are coming together and it's going to fuse into what I will call the great Wachowski fuck of the 22nd century because it's going to happen. Okay. And if it, how did the Wachowskis predict this is my next question. Because it's all coming together. I'm on to you, Wachowskis. Our next story. The boss of a bespoke sex doll company. The, the, the bread and butter. The life juice of this podcast. Sex doll stories. The boss of a bespoke sex doll company calls for $10,000 sex dolls to be made available for free on the National Health Service. Jade Stanley is in line for a major business award after medics backed the help her products have given those tortured by anxiety and loneliness. There's no aphrodisiac like loneliness. They say that. They do say that. Uh, and in the words of Tom Jones, which now that I think of it should absolutely not only be the campaign slogan, but the commercial. Sex doll, sex doll. You're my sex doll. The NHS can give it to me when I need to come along. Sex doll, sex doll. You're my sex doll. And baby, you can turn me on. 10K. Uh, and she wants the health service to use her... They're 5,000 pounds, which is about 10,000 US uh, Australian dollars, sorry. She wants the health service to use her $10,000 a time creations to help those who feel trapped and isolated. Psychiatrists, she points out, have endorsed the therapeutic qualities of her X-rated plastic range. So is it, is it, is it having someone around, like a companion, that is helpful? Or is it having something to fuck? Like, as bad as it sounds, is it because... Everything, look, no one's ever, like, they always, and I'm glad that she's not pussyfooting around it. You know, most people are like, oh, you know, I have a doll company, um, but they're, they're life partners. It's a partnership thing. That's what it is. It's not a fucky fuck thing. She's coming out and she's like, no, fuck it. Like, this, this is, hey, psychiatrists have said it's good to fuck. So, buy my fuck doll. Or get it for free, hopefully on the NHS. And, you know, just be, don't worry, be happy. And fuck, you know? And of course she wants the NHS to fucking back them because they're $10,000. That's a decent chunk of money. If you get the government to buy them, well, they got the money. 
See, the government has cash for fuck dolls. But consu- and she knows that. Consumers don't have the cash for fuck dolls. The government, they got the cash for fuck dolls, you know? Everyone knows it. No one's talking about it. The Bromsgrove businesswoman says she also provides an outlet for those engulfed in grief as her bereavement doll service provides widowers with sympathetic copies of their dead partners. That's a little strange to me. If like, because maybe, uh, and because, yeah, nah, it is. is. I thought about it for three seconds and it's still strange because... Uh, how do I explain that to anyone? Or, oh, man. Like, if Samantha dies, which I hate to say, right? Hate to even put, put, put those words out into the universe. But if Samantha passed away and then two months later, I have a friend of mine around for a drink. And I've got, you know, because I'm, I'm living loud and proud with my sex doll. I'm not going to hide it. My sex doll is sitting on the couch. Sorry, my bereavement doll service is sitting on the couch, right? Of course, because she's a person as well. Thank you very much. And then they look at the doll and the doll is an exact replica of Samantha. Isn't that a little ick? A doll. Come on, I can't be the only one to think that a that an exact doll replica of the person that you lost is a little strange. You know, I just get a just get a doll that do, just get a doll that looks like someone else. You know what I mean? Do you give it the same name if it looks like your partner? Because that's weird too. Oh. Oh yeah, hi, uh, Mark. Um, this is Samantha Two. Oh, Samantha Two. Oh, that's the worst. I'm just saying. Or maybe if you can look at like anything you submitted in, and they're like, really, really, your partner was Angelina Jolie, really, guy. Yeah, she was the. Sp- Beating image of Angelina Jolie, which is what I just couldn't find any pictures of her. So I just sent you a picture of Ange, you know, to make the process just gay, make it look like Angelina Jolie. <laughs> it's turning into a weird system now. Um, podcast question of the week Which celebrity would you like your sex doll to look like? <laughs> um, who am I? Hey, bet no, fuck, better question. Not a better question. Another question. Who are your celebrity crushes? I got two Florence Pugh, Timothy Chalamet. That's right. I said it. The boss of Sex Doll Official, that's the name of the company. Sex Doll Official will, on November 21st, so this has already happened, discover uh, if her unique business model has earned her the title of Entrepreneur of the Year in the annual English Women's Awards. It is testimony to the huge growth in a customized doll company launched only 18 months ago. Jade now has has a global client base, including orders from countries where sex dolls are banned, such as Saudi Arabia and Abu Dhabi. How are you going to get that in? 
what's uh what's in the human sized uh case that you got there? Not nothing. Don't don't worry. drugs. Just last week, one man purchased seven dolls for an eye-watering thirty-five thousand pounds. Hey Google, thirty-five thousand pounds in AUD. Thirty-five thousand pounds equals sixty-seven thousand three hundred eight dollars and fifteen cents. You know, variety is the spice of life. So, which is what I'm saying with the other thing. You know, don't just don't just get a sex doll that looked like your partner. Get a get a whole new get a whole new vibe, you know? You know, get seven. Fuck it. Surprisingly, Jade, age 36, says only a very small percentage of the dolls sold to help anxiety issues and are used for the quote designated purpose. Okay? Most buyers simply want a companion around the house. See, this is what people say. They're like, oh no. <laughs> Jade. <laughs> Jade. I'm not gonna fuck it. I it's a, it's a, it's a it's a house companion. That's all it is. I get lonely around the house sometimes. I want to look over and see someone on my couch. No big deal. Maybe I fuck it. Maybe I don't. Hey, get out of my business. Loneliness is a massive issue in this country. She says. If my dolls bring comfort and help, why shouldn't they be used by the medical profession? You want them used by the medical profession so that. You're not trying to sell a $10,000 product to customers and so that they can be at least subsidized by the government to make them cheaper. That's why you want it to, that's why you want them to be used medicinally. Oh, yes, this is my medicinal sex doll. With customized dolls, clients are more often than not not interested in the sexual purpose. That's what they're saying, but we can all agree that is why they're being bought. No one buys a $10,000 fully functional and intended for fuck doll to not fuck it. No, I just like having a very expensive piece of silicon sitting on my couch so I don't feel lonely. It's about loneliness. It's not about fucking. Let's just say I know that by the specifications they ask for or don't ask for. What they want is very different from the public's perception of a porn star. They want an image of someone they'd like to spend time with. Jade strenuously denies claims that her dolls further isolate individuals from the outside world and hinder contact with real people, therefore cranking up loneliness. Didn't think of that one. It's pretty, that's, that's a fair argument to make because if, I'm, if you know, I have a sex doll at home or a partner at home or whatever, I need to go looking for a real person. Like, I got it. Don't lay that at my door, she says. That's already out there. We are past that. Modern technology, mobile phones, tablets have caused the issue. Oh, passing the buck, Jade. Passing the buck. That is where loneliness comes from. I was lucky to have a childhood devoid of devices. Now it's become a closeted universe where loneliness is enhanced. Years ago, you had to pick up the phone to speak to someone. I'm helping to fix the problem. How? Because they have to pick up the phone and call you and give you $10,000 so you can send them a doll? Jade's products are a very long way from the vinyl blow-up butt of adult humor. Crafted in a Chinese laboratory, they are uncannily lifelike. And the mannequins are set to get even more authentic. AI, artificial intelligence dolls, 
That's something I'm introducing slowly. It's the end of the world as we know it. Jade's putting AI into a fuck dolls. This is it. That, that's what this episode is about. It, we're identifying, like, this, this, is, this is it. The, it's everything about these stories. It's a crossover between The Matrix and Terminator. It's all happening. Open your eyes, sheeple. The, you're going to be like, the. how can we not see? Take a look at what's happening. We can see, we can see what's going on here. VR cows, AI fuck dolls, robots that can do backflips. Come on, everyone. Like, all of this technology is going to fuse at some point to our detriment. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. And I'm a, and I'm a, and you know what? I'm not, I'm not above saying I told you so when it does. All right. <laughs> I'm bookmark this episode because I'm a point back to it when all this shit starts to go pear shaped. They're out there, but there's still a lot of research to be done. Frankly, the concept sounds like a script on a sci fi movie, but with the current crop of customized models, clients provide the specifics, and like a bespoke tailor, Jade turns their dreams into a reality. Those specifics, she admits, can range from odd to downright bizarre. Horns on their head, spikes on their back, even a Medusa doll with snakes for hair. What? So someone wants to fuck a demon, basically. Spikes, horns on their head, spikes on their back, and Medusa hair. That is that is someone saying, you know, boring, boring. I've had sex with a woman before. I want to know what it's like to fuck a demon. Jade, I'm going to send you some real specific tailor-made shit that I want on my doll, okay? And it ain't going to be like anything you've seen before. I want a dick on its butthole. I want spikes on its back, horns on its head, Medusa hair. I want it to have a single breast and a butthole where its belly button is. Hey, let's see how let's see how custom this tech gets, Jade. I want to have sex with a demon. I build a relationship with customers, often not over the phone, but I do build a relationship. Mine is definitely a service industry. The business plan has been considerably tweaked since Jade launched Sex Doll Official. Back then, her pioneering rental service sparked national headlines after the sun. Rental service? You were renting out fuck dolls to people? Jesus Christ. That's no longer part of the expansive package. <laughs> Turns out, after a lot of like uh, customer surveys, turns out people don't want to fuck the same fuck doll that other dudes are fucking. You know, didn't, didn't think of that one. You know, but hey, you know, we've pivoted, we've changed. Quite frankly, it's much cheaper in the long run to purchase a plastic partner outright. Jade, who cut her teeth in the tanning salon, is an unlikely torchbearer for a very adult industry. The married mum of four simply saw a gap in a very lucrative market and ran with it. America and Canada have proved very rewarding hunting grounds, and the customer base is swelling month in, month out. That customer base does not solely comprise of men. There are dolls for women too. 10% of my customers are women. Women are becoming a little bit braver. They want a doll to share with their partner. My husband is very supportive, and ours is a very, very tight family. When I say what I do, some people are shocked, but the majority go, good on you. All I'm doing is providing a service. Does anyone say that? 
And what do you do for a living, Jay? Oh, well, uh, I'm in the um, bereavement. Um, I'm in the I'm in the partner services industry. Oh, what is what does that entail? Well, it entails a lot of silicon, uh, a lot of horns recently, actually, which has sort of been a bit strange. Didn't expect that one. Someone wanted a butthole and the belly button. Anyway, um, it's fuck dolls. I do fuck dolls. Ah. Oh. Good on you. You know, I've always said that the world doesn't have enough fuck dolls in it. So good good on you being the torchbearer of that industry. I'm very entrepreneurial and I have a business mind. I was reading an article and it pricked my imagination. Boundaries are being pushed. People are becoming far more experimental. The climate is ripe. It's just business. I wouldn't introduce a doll into my own life. It's not my bag. But I know there are people who do, and they're from all walks of life. I'm aware some may raise their eyebrows, but I don't care. Nobody else is putting food on my table. So, is it, it like, you know, obviously, given a shit, but like, unless it is actually causing harm to people by, you know, them not, quite frankly, at the end of the day, if what you're doing isn't hurting other people, I kind of, you know, just good, good, good for you. You know, do do what you got to do is if you as long as you're not hurting other people. I'm pretty, I'm on board with pretty much anything that you're doing that isn't hurting others. So, assuming that it's not a detriment to other people, which some people claim that it might be, is it disingenuous to sell a product that you yourself wouldn't use, or not? You know, I'm sure I'm sure people can think of examples of. You know, people who own companies or work for companies where they're like, no, I don't fuck with that at all. I often think that, it, like, if I work for Adidas, am I not allowed to rock Nike at all? What if I really, what if I really fuck with, like, you know, a Nike jacket or and a, a fresh pair of Nike dicks? Obviously, you can't if you're a higher up person at one of those companies. Are there? There would have to be cases of people who who have businesses and sell products that they themselves don't use. But just <laughs> she just seemed to distance herself a little a little too quickly and a little and a little too firmly. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, 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 I saw a gap in the market, okay? <laughs> it's not for me. <laughs> As for other people, gross, but not for me, okay? I don't I don't want to fuck something made out of silicon. Good for some, I guess, but definitely not for me, gross. Our final story here. A disgusting driver spat food into a woman's mouth during a road rage dispute, police say. David Paul Whipperman, 61, was arrested on Thursday in connection with the vile attack on the female driver in Pinellas County, Florida. Police said Whipperman got into a road rage incident with the woman on October 9th, although it is unclear how the fight began. Whipperman reportedly got out of his Chevy S10 truck and approached the woman in her 2014 Kia sedan. The woman rolled down her window and apologized to Whipperman, who spat food that he had been chewing into her face. The food struck the victim in the face and entered her mouth. Police wrote in the arrest report, Whipperman then opened the driver's door, shouted at her and stuck his finger in her face. He reportedly left after a passerby interrupted the incident, according to the smoking gun. Police did not say why it took several weeks for Whipperman to be arrested. He has since been charged with felony battery and burglary of an occupied vehicle. Whipperman was booked at the Pinellas County Jail Friday in lieu 
of $12,500. According to public records, Whipperman has an extensive criminal past that includes arrests for battery, grand theft, battery with a deadly weapon, and disorderly conduct. So all of that, how do you get food into someone's mouth? Even when you approach the car, right, very rarely whenever you get into any kind of altercation on the road does someone say sorry or or take the blame for the bad thing that's happening even if the person does the wrong thing they're still like fuck you to you when you've done nothing you you know what i mean so when you when you approach this person you've either got to wait for the oh of sorry or the oh of fuck you to really get their gums wide enough for you to get some spit and room in there you're going to spit food into someone's fucking face? Spitting on someone is like, you're a, you're a trash person. But spitting... <laughs> just, how do you like... He's like, oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. Oh, I'm going to fucking get this idiot. Me walking over. Still chewing. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. It's in my mouth. What kind of sick fucking fuck is spitting food into another person's mouth? You piece of shit. Had a couple of uh, noteworthy stories here. A woman shot through a drive through window of a KFC because she was angry over not receiving a fork or napkin with her meal. Seems like a sensible response. Uh, a flight was turned around after a passenger faked an illness to get a better seat. I mean, you know, you, you sometimes you got to do what you got to do, you know? And these these plane seats are just getting smaller and smaller. They're just cramming more shit in. They intentionally overbook flights by 10%, which is just part of their practice. It's, it's shitty, you know? Everything about catching a flight is shitty. And airlines suck. So, you know, some, hey, sometimes you got to do what you got to do to get a better seat. You know, kick, kick up a class, get a couple more inches of legroom. You know, sometimes you got to do that. Uh, and this one here, woman stabbed another in belief she was wearing fur. So just sort of decided that, you know, I see you wearing fur, but I've got a knife. I guess I'll stab you. Fur is murder. Uh, murder is murder, Karen. Um, you just stabbed someone. The victim had brought children. She was babysitting to a church choir practice where Lowell stabbed her twice in the arm and once in the abdomen with a kitchen knife, according to a Cleveland Heights police report. This, this, this fucking person. It's not even like... Oh, and then the victim was stabbed with a small pocket knife that the other person had. Or oh, the other person had um, a blade on a multi-tool and stabbed them. You're rocking around in public with a kitchen knife, dude? Are you good? If, you're, if, if anyone is rocking around with a kitchen knife in public... They're out to stab. They're out looking for someone to stab. Uh, a man wrestled Lowell to the floor and held her until officers arrived. The victim remained hospitalized Thursday, police chief Ann Muckleberg said. And it's also not clear whether the victim was wearing real fur. So just sort of saw some fluffiness and got to stabbing. Lowell or Lowell? I'll say Lowell. Lowell was arrested a year ago on suspicion of attacking someone she believed was wearing fur at a Whole Foods store in University Heights. A police report said Lowell punched and then tried to cut a woman wearing a jacket with fur on its hood with a serrated blade of a Swiss Army knife. Well, at least in that case, it was a Swiss Army knife. You know, you know like, 
still not good. I'm just saying, like, someone having a Swiss Army knife on them is a little more normal than someone rocking around with a fucking kitchen knife in their pants. You know what I mean? The jacket was gashed, but the woman was not cut. Lowell was indicted in January on one count of felonious assault in Cuyahoga County. An online court docket shows she pleaded not guilty by reason of insanity. And the case is now pending. In March 2012, Lowell was indicted in federal court in Cleveland after authorities said she posted on Facebook that she wanted to hire a hitman to kill someone wearing fur. Lowell wrote that she would be willing to pay between $830 and $850, according to an uh, FBI affidavit. Such a specific amount. It's kind of like when you're selling something on Gumtree and you've got it up for 50 bucks, and someone messages you and says, well, I've only got 30 Will you take 30 I've only got 30 <laughs> Doesn't matter. Like, well, I've got, I've got eight. Yes, I've got 850 but I did want to buy that nice bottle of wine. 830 to 850 Whenever you say between two prices, people always go the highest one. Just just say the highest price. An undercover FBI agent contacted Lowell, who asked that a person be killed with a gun or a knife at a Cleveland Heights library, and that she planned to be there when the murder was carried out. Jesus Christ. Lowell told the agent she wanted to set up an animal rights militia and specified that a victim at the library should be at least 12 years old and at least four feet tall, the affidavit said. She was arrested uh, in February 2012. Dog. How is this person not in prison forever? After all these crimes are committed, still out there rocking around, stabbing someone with a kitchen knife at a fucking choir practice who turns out the victim may have not even been wearing fur. Okay, here's what we're going to do. I want to set up an animal rights militia. Yeah, Awesome. No, that sounds great. That sounds really good, actually. I'm on board for that. Yeah, so we're going to go into a library. Yeah, okay, I'm I'm with you. We find a 12-year-old. Okay, I don't see why that's relevant. They should be at least four feet tall. That's pretty short. I don't understand why we... Then we kill them. What? Animal rights! What does that have to do with animal rights? Kill! 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 So, you know, fur is murder. Couple of takeaways from today's episode. The future is coming. And it looks dark. And also, fur is murder. And murder is murder. Fur is murder. Murder is murder. AI robot fuck dolls are going to kill us. Is basically the takeaway. So that's going to do it for this episode. Head over to One Weird Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to keep up to date with all the goings on. While you're there, let's have a chat. Podcast question of the week. What, who, what celebrity would you like your fuck doll to look like? Be brave. Post it on social media. Or if you feel less inclined to answer that one, who are your celebrity crushes? <laughs> and then I'll and then I'll infer that those that 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 person or those people are the ones that you want on your fuck doll. <laughs> Either way, you 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 you're answering the real question. You know what I mean? Uh, again, very special thank you to uh, the patrons, the supporters of the show. Uh, if you're digging the show and you want to show your support, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash weird but wonderful. There's uh, also a Patreon app where you can search weird but wonderful. Um, you know, it's not just a web-based thing. Uh, and if you want to throw a couple bucks my way and show your support or you want to get your hands on some extra goodies, it lets me know that uh, you're digging the show and what I'm doing here and 
honestly, it'd mean the world to me. Uh, keeps keeps the lights on, as they say, and uh, you know, I'd, I'd very much appreciate it. So, again, head over to patreon.com forward slash weird but wonderful. Become a bloody supporter today, you know, kick me a couple bucks. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at uh, my pixel persona. But that's going to do it. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, share the show with a friend. You know, it's the it's the silly season. It's Christmas time, and you know, lots of lots of time being spent with friends and family. So while you're with them, say hey, check out this podcast that I've been listening to. I think you might enjoy it. Or even if they won't, you go hey, check out this podcast. I think you might enjoy it. But you know, they're gonna hate this shit. Fuck them. <laughs> um, and leave it. Leave a review. You know, wherever you listen to podcasts, if you have the ability to leave a review, it lets people know, you know, it ain't, it, this ain't some, it, it gives a little more credibility, you know, it's, it makes people go like, uh, okay, well maybe this isn't just one guy in a room in Brisbane talking to himself into a microphone, you know, maybe this is a real legitimate podcast, no, listen to six seconds of it, just some loser on his own. So, uh, come back for the next episode and... I'll see you next time. Love ya. Peace.